Hello, this is Justin, and this is Talk Junkie. Uh, it's kind of like a little combination piece. This goes with a video that's going to go up on the YouTube page. Um, yesterday, I got in a kind of like promo copy of the new book. Uh, it's not all been corrected. It's not full length. It's just kind of give me an idea of, of the feel. I changed the type of paper in this book. I changed the book size on this book, and I changed the cover on this book. And it's a much excuse me, much better looking book all the way around. I like the book a whole lot better. Um, there's some stuff I had to go back and add to the book. I had a couple friends look at the book. One made a really good suggestion on uh, on splitting up uh, the sections of the book a little more clearly. Um, so I done kind of what she said, and I'm pretty, pretty satisfied with that. Um, hopefully... I can get everything corrected. There's some issues with the cover, which if you watch the video, I shot the video before this, but this will post before the video. If you watch the video, you'll see the the little issues with the cover that I had. It's it's nothing um, huge, you know. Um, it's just more of a, I don't know, a preference thing, but... In general, it's done. The you know the cover's done. Uh, I added some stuff to the uh, uh, to the interior of the book. I still got a poem that I may add that I wrote and forgot about. And because I wrote and forgot about it, it kind of has some similar wording to another poem I wrote. But um, I don't know yet. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of. Sp- That'll be a last minute, just spur of the moment. Do I put it in? Do I not put it in? Type of thing. Um, when I did the video, I kind of, um, well, I, I didn't kind of. I, I took some pieces out and read them. I'm going to do the same for this, but I'm going to. Uh, I'm going to pick different pieces that way they're not the same. Eventually, by the time I've done all these, uh, everything in the book will just be out in the open and you won't have to buy it. Um, I've settled on the title. The title is definitely going to be Creating the Perfect Slaves. Uh, actually, that's already with the, the... I've already got my ISBN number and everything for that, so that's that's done. Uh, the cover's pretty well done. 99% of the content is... Well, the content that's in it currently is definite. There's one piece of content that may be added, and then there's the dividers between the uh, between the sections uh, that'll have to be added. This book has a dystopian-looking cover and title, and starts it starts out dark. It has darkness to it, but it has a flow to it. And don't buy it thinking it's dark and sad and dreary from cover to cover. It's not. It's kind of realistic from cover to cover. But it, it kind of gives itself an explanation. And if you watch the video, the YouTube video, I read one of the last poems from the book, and it kind of gives you an idea of why it, it goes that way. But today I'm going to give you at least four little pieces from it. Um, it's one called Cycles. I wrote, um, we were having a a, um, a group chat, me and two friends, on uh, Facebook. And I knocked this out. In, you know, they were they were commenting back and forth, and... I just jumped over to Word on my phone and wrote this out real quick. And it's probably the last 
the newest thing added to the book. Uh, it's called Cycles. Phones will die. Connections will be severed. Grids will collapse. Darkness will reign where light once shined. 5G will be meaningless. Apple will no longer be your God. When your institutions buckle, when your infrastructures crack, when your organizations splinter, when your protectors fail, when your governments falter, when your leaders fold, structure is dependent, is dependent upon its base, community is dependent upon the mass, law is dependent upon those who live under it, government is dependent upon those who support it, Leaders are dependent upon the ones who elect them. Wealth is dependent upon the poor slaves who make it. What about when no country can save you? What about when no leaders have answers? What about when money has no value? What about when stores no longer sell? What about when gods don't intervene? What if the nail is too deep for the healing hand to tear away? Then new things have value. Then new people speak out. Then the tribes become smaller. Then life is worth more than gold. Then self-sufficient is in vogue. Then we see the worth of the world again. From death, from disease, from pestilence, from pain, from loss, from darkness. Comes rebirth. Comes the cure. Comes the new. Comes the hope. Comes the growth. Comes the light. Destruction begets rebirth begets death, begets life, and so it goes, and so it shall. So that was a little quickie I just kind of threw in, and you, you can kind of get the sense that it was written during all of this that's going on. It kind of has that feel and that vibe of uncertainty. And I think some people look at it as dark, and I think it is, is a, a thought experiment, just kind of like these podcasts are. There's the opportunity that here's... here's possible failings that are coming our way how will we react and and really if you read it the the outcome is good the outcome is for the better but i guess it's all in perception uh, this is a poem i wrote um i want to say let me think probably around it got it, it. It's had two versions. It got ripped apart. I mean, it got gutted and and actually turned into two different poems because it didn't flow as well. It got turned into one poem. This stuff got gutted and then this stuff came back out. So part of this was conceived during the last presidential election, but the good majority of this came much later on social media. It's called uh, Party Animals. So weak of mind that you can't make up your own. So weak of resolve, all independent thought is gone. So paralyzed by the fear of acting out alone, only the herd's thoughts shall be shown. In fenced-in fields is where sheep are grown. You seek beauty in total uniformity. You find comfort in total conformity. Free, thro- free thought treated as deformity. Make the party line your priority. Always stop and bow to its authority. Choose your path, but always stay straight. New ideals not yet approved must wait. Be quick to agree and not to be late. I can't read today, I'm sorry. Be quick to agree and not to be late. Love what they tell you as well as hate. Speak their message, never hesitate. 
Remember to always be the victim. Leave no room for doubt. Always deliver your opinions with a shout. If someone doesn't agree, then push them out. If it doesn't go your way, then you simply must pout. From your lips, half-truths may spout. Choose the red or choose the blue. The first choice is the only one that's up to you. After the first choice, you will then be told what to think and do. Don't dare offer another option or something new. You will be given a leader. They will tell you who. Remember to always toe the party line. Remember to stay the course and you will be fine. The party is always right and divine. You won't need your brain or your spine. Head down, move together like a sounder of swine. Free thought is now the enemy you must fight. Moderate thinking can't be right. You have been given an agenda. Don't lose sight. If it's not your bullet point, then just disagree out of spite. You have been given your beliefs. Now hold on tight. It's amazing how much we are willing to sacrifice in the name of herd mentality. What we are willing to accept as our reality. For what they say is morality. For what they say is spirituality. Done with a heavy hand and often brutality. I'm no party animal anymore. I will help no one side party win a party war. I will decide to look, learn, and explore. It's my freedom of thought I look to restore. I follow the herd no more. My favorite part about that poem is, and if you buy the book, you can do the same experiment. Find someone you know who is staunchly one side or the other. Present them with the poem. They'll go, yes, man, I I know exactly what you're talking about. That's exactly how, insert, if they're right-leaning, they'll go, that's exactly how the liberals are, man. And if they're left-leaning, they'll go, that's exactly how those Trumpers are. They're so indoctrinated that they don't see their indoctrination. They just see the indoctrination of the side that they don't like. They just don't like the sound of the side they don't like. And some of them, if, if they realize what they're reading, they'll go, well, you know, it's, it's not that I'm really on the right. It's just, you know, the left is much worse right now. Uh, they're, they're doing a lot worse right now. Uh, you know, or I'm not, I'm, not really, I'm not really on the left, but, I mean, you know, Trump, we, we, we got we to do something. I'm not a leftist at all, man. I, I love guns and whatever the, the babies and, and God, but you know, we, we gotta, we gotta be careful, you know, it's, it's Trump. It's not, so they, they, they'll find a way to justify their, their bias. And the way they generally do that is, is justifying it based on the lesser of two evils. And in this book, I didn't just do, um, poetry. There's just some random thoughts, just paragraphs, two line stuff, just things that, and right before party animals, there's a thing called the lesser. There is no lesser of two evils. Both are evil. You just find a way to justify the one that leaves a better taste in your mouth. Administering value based on the personal impact of unfair decisions is to be an accessory to that decision. You are not your party's belief. You are not your platform. 
You are a voluntary supporter of your party's candidate and his actions. You can choose to not be. It is purely a matter of choice. Some say no action is the best action, but I always say act in your own way, not with the suggestion of the masses. I would even say electing a fool with no party affiliation is better than electing one of the big two. Now don't worry about electing this outsider because he is a fool. You have been electing party-affiliated fools for decades now. The statement is often made by the people that we need more than two options. The only thing standing in the way of that is the people. We are the only ones that can create or prevent new parties being formed. We have been fooled by a left so left and a right so right that they meet on both sides. Circular hypocrisy fueled by fear and voting for the lesser evil over and over again. It's not an acceptable excuse. It's ridiculous. It's a ridiculous statement. The lesser of two evils. If both sides are evil, that means you lose either way when they get elected. So, write in a candidate. Vote for the third party. Even if the third party is a psychopath, vote for Gary Johnson. Vote for the third party. And put it in their face and say, here, we're, we're going to get a third party. Because voting for the lesser of two evils is just voting for an evil. It's a ridiculous statement. But people like to use it to justify. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I'm going to give you um, a couple more out of here. I'm just trying to give you ones with, with different feels. This one's called Cast Your Stones. The old man still has one hell of an arm. Of course, he has been throwing stones his whole life, just like his father and his father's father before him, casting stones at will whenever the doubters need to be brought back around. The old man still has a strong, loud voice. Of course, he has been yelling his whole life, just like his father and grandfather before him. The old man still judges with no hesitation. He had been groomed by his father to be a judge of man. His father was taught the same way when he was young. The old man still has that fire raging inside. His father had the same fire, and so did his father before him. Soon, if the fire is real, they will all feel its flames. The old man is still casting stones, judging men, and speaking in tongues, just like his father and grandfather before him, waiting to see if the flames are real, hoping to cheat them if they are. The old man still has one hell of an arm. You can kind of see the transition from a topic. Like The book definitely starts with a, a focused topic, moves into another topic, and, in, and it's a slow, gradual change all the way to the end. Uh, the end of which is much more upbeat. I don't know about much more upbeat, but it's it's more upbeat. We're not going to cover it today, though. We're just going to look at some of the darker stuff on the inside. That's the stuff I like. It's the last one I think I'm going to do for you today. It just kind of gives you an idea of what to expect from the book. And um, that way, this with what's on the video kind of to me a good advertisement for for the book and and you know maybe get some interest going in the book um it's called no norman rockwell 
Every town made of dollar stores and pawn shops, main streets of closed storefronts and courthouses, counties full of rundown schools and burnout homes, a region of reclamation, repossessions, and rehabs, families broken and parents not home, community suffering and neighbors leaving, workforce crippled and jobs dying, population hurting and desperation in great supply. Sacrifices forgotten, promises broken, debt unpaid, help undelivered, miners, hillbillies, slaves forgotten. No one to thank them, but instead blame their greed on them. No one helps, but so fast to pity. No one knows them, only judges. No one paints the American dream from their front doors. There ain't no damn Norman Rockwell in the mountains. Now, that obviously takes a turn from where we were to where we are. Um, it, it's building uh, steam in a different direction now. It's, it's shifted. I believe... I believe maybe. I know I did one of these in the other, in the video that'll follow this. I can't help it. I, the reason I'm writing this is to share it, not to make money. So I like to share these. I'm going to give you another one that's a little further. And these have been in order in the way that they would have come in the book. But understand there's tons of poems between them. So it has a flow, and, and I'm kind of trying to give you some sense of that flow. So I'll do two more to kind of complete that flow. This one's called The Many. Many often despise the accomplished. They hate a prodigy. They loathe the eager. Look down upon the hardworking. Ridicule commitment. Denounce drive. Many often mock the inspired. They hate the curious. They loathe the focused. Look down upon the learned. Ridicule desire. Denounce passion. The many often hate themselves, hate their lack of will, hate their absence of drive, look down upon the ones they should lift up, ridicule their own abilities internally, denounce their own attempts before even executing them. Many choose to be what they do not desire to be, myself included. Now, there's also some stuff in here, like this is just one line, it's just the only thing on a page, and it kind of, I don't know if it's in the right place flow-wise or what, but to me it felt good coming off that poem. Soft skin. Parody is dead to the birth of modern people who refuse to admit being wrong despite their own ignorance. And you'll get little thoughts like that throughout, you know. Um, there's not a ton. Um... And from there, it, it makes another transition. Um, trying to think. Let me give you something. Um, there's some very personal ones in here that I kind of want to save. Uh, that once the book's out, maybe we'll sit down and look at. And that's kind of the last, um, the last little section there are those, um, those very personal ones um, let me see I think what I'll give you 
last time here, um, this one's very different from everything you've heard so far because there's been this slow progression this way. It's called Below Breaking Waves. She dreams in color, in sequence, in liquid stories. She feels in black and white, fragmented in glimpses. She loves in gray, in single frames and quick pacing. She swims in waters filled with blood and sharks. Drowning in waves crashing above her, fighting to rise above the water's surface, she sinks as her lungs fill. He dreams in real life, yearning for her. He feels in slow motion, searching for her. He loves in reverse, losing her. He dove down beneath the waves through the red waters, drowning below waves, crashing above him, fighting his way up, trying to breach the water surface. He breathes in water to replace the air. They dream in color and with stories formed in love. They feel in warm and hopeful waves with quick glimpses. They love in soft touches. They drown in deep red water still holding on. It's very different from everything that had come up to that point. So that kind of gives you a a look at... Um, look at what to expect in the book check this out in unison with the youtube video and you'll get a look at the cover and and just you know i'll go in detail and i read some other stuff from it and you know hopefully may pique your interest and when this thing comes out you may want it um if you have any messages anything regarding the book um you can send it anywhere you want, but uh, any readings for bookstores, um, any any speaking engagements, anything of that nature, um, I use the the email author jperk at gmail dot com because I ha- kind of have a mailing list there of the schools I've spoke at and and the places I've went, and that's how I access those people and mail to those people. Um, I've talked to a couple people from, some, from the newspaper in Hazard um, and, and a lady that I've done an interview with not too long back on WMMT. You can catch that interview still. Um, I'll get the information on that and share that next time. Uh, but if, if it's anything involving the book, I am going to do everything I've done with the last book, but I'm going to do it right from the beginning in, in, more, in a more focused effort. So instead of uh, taking all those speaking things and 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 book readings and and signings and stuff and doing them just over a, a, just sporadically over a long time and we'll try to condense them into that first month or two of release so if you've got anything involving that just send it to author jperk at gmail.com um anything involving this show i really need you to email me involving this show uh send to uh talk at gmail.com um just send an email and say hi. I'm trying to build a uh, email list, you know, for future stuff, for stuff I'm going to send out, things I want to do, things of that nature. So, I'm trying to get a mailing list together. So, send me, um, send me an email that says, "Hey, you know, put me on your mailing list or whatever." I'm going to try to get that together. Uh, it'll make it easy to kind of communicate quick with a bunch of people. Um, and if you just 
you know, if you've got a question for the mailbag episode that's coming up, I may say that save that for episode 100. I'm, I'm on the fence about that. I don't know yet because uh, we're getting real close to episode 100, and I'm getting close to 1,000 downloads on uh, iTunes, and so I want to do something big for the 1,000 downloads on iTunes. Don't know how to check everything else. I think my next biggest thing is probably Google, uh, then Spreaker. Um but I'm not sure. I'm going to have to check YouTube. I can't do anything with the numbers on YouTube. But share, like, anything you can. And, and let's see how big I can get this thing to grow. But have a good day. Don't suck. Don't die. Right now at Kohl's, shop Black Friday deals that are too great to wait. And save big with an extra 20% off. Find gifts for everyone on your list. Plus, get a little more for your wallet with Kohl's Cash. Plus, fast and free store pickup. Shop Black Friday deals and save on the season's must-have gifts. Right now at Kohl's and Kohl's.com. Select styles, select deals, valid November 8th through 10th. 20% off are valid November 6th through 10th with promo code SHOPPING. Some exclusions apply. See store or Kohl's.com for details.